New days, introducing the original Blood Clad Podcast, not BS. Sword in Semantic. Special dedication, all the way from New York. Boom! Yeah, man, SWOT Semantic. Yeah, man, now. Boom! Sword in Semantic. Yeah, man, now. Big ups to the man, now. Sword in Semantic. On another episode of Soothing Semantics, I am your host, Rafi Pinsky, and today we have a special guest. Every guest is special. I'm the most You know, obviously. <laughs> but a specialer guest, Ashley Berardi. What's going on? How you doing? Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, I'm right on. here from Brooklyn. I'm just, I'm just uh, checking in with you. Oh my god. Everybody always has something to say about my about my accent. And I'm like, and it's so funny because if you heard my parents speak, you would be like, wow. Like, because to me, they're like, you don't have an accent, you know? But so you could only imagine my parents like, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, honestly, if you don't have an accent, then I don't know. Like, I don't know who does. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. It's, it's always nice to hear a Brooklyn accent from yeah, you know, being like in Miami you don't you don't hear them enough yeah you know, they l- say luckily water. what'd you say they say water yeah water talk talk well, did you want to by any chance talk <laughs> about it no I, f- I want to fucking talk about it exactly okay I want to talk about they it they wish it's they much- had that accent though I'll tell you like I've even dated people from Florida and they're like yo you know what attracted me and I'm like you're so weird they're like you're <laughs> just the feistiness I'm like okay but people have told <laughs> me that before yeah, yeah. The Brooklyn accent's definitely a plus for for out of New Yorkers, out of staters. Yeah. Okay. So, as we discussed off of the episode, you have this journey. You had this journey over the past several years, from growing up without any religious knowledge of Judaism, to a, a knowledge, definitely yeah. a, a quite a vast knowledge at this point. Mm-hmm. So, go into Go into that for us. Um, so when I was younger, basically, like, my mom did what she could, you know, like, she she did put us in Hebrew school. We did go to a secular school, though. We never went to yeshiva or anything. Like, a lot of my friends, they all went to yeshiva. I never did. And we would go to, like, Hebrew school, like, in a reformed place, like, every Sunday or whatever, until I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I just, like, stopped doing that. And then, um, yeah, there on out, like, in school and stuff, I was, like, the only Jewish person. Like, it was, like, the United Nations. But, like, to find a Jew there, it was, like, not a thing, you know? Mm. Um, So I kind of, like, didn't know my place or, like, where I fit in because, like, I'm Jewish, but I'm, like... Jewish, you know, like I don't like it's like I know I'm Jewish, but I feel like there's so much more that I don't know and I want to know so I can be confident in who I am because the more you know about your heritage, the confident, the more confident you are in believing in Judaism or whatever it is, you know. Mm-hmm. So um I always had like a spiritual like spark within me that's just who i am like even when i was younger like i was always just like a spiritual person i thought deep into things i always said like but where do we come from and like why are we here and there has to be a purpose and um you know i always i like i always had that desire to want 
to know more about okay we're not just put here like you know like there's a mission we're here and so then a lot of things happened to me my family like we went through hurricane sandy our house got like ruined and we were in mill basin so like that was like we were like like it was a rarity like yeah like some houses got hit a little bit but ours got hit bad and it was like please you also didn't think that a hurricane would hit tel aviv number two Tel- yeah, exactly exactly yeah like yeah. and tel aviv doesn't get hit by hurricanes yeah, for, no, for anyone like, that doesn't know mill basin is an area in brooklyn that's like largely israeli, israeli. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah it's, israeli it's and true. italian and russian right. mm-hmm. a lot of russians too but mm-hmm. so we got hit and um like just a lot of things happened to me and my family like my dad lost his business and like like Hurricane Sandy and like when I was younger I was even hospitalized like I was homeschooled for a little bit I don't no one really knows that about me but I but I went through that for a little bit bit of time because I was like sick and stuff like that and like I even made friends with like cancer patients I was in um a children's hospital because I had like a blood disorder when I was younger and I remember being friends with someone and like we would do lanyard like you know i don't know if you know about lanyard and stuff but it was like, yeah i remember that yeah and so, never really got into it but i definitely remember yeah that. oh my god i was i was obsessed with it so you know i would always meet with my friend and like one day she wasn't there and i was like i was eight i was eight at the time and i'm kind of like jumping around because whatever but yeah All I, good go on i was eight at the time and um so I came back and they're like, oh, she's not here. And I was like, what do you mean she's not here? And like, that's when they like, that's when I understood like, okay, she died like from cancer. So like at a young age, I was exposed to like a lot, like death and like sickness. And like, I don't want to like, but I'm a positive person. Like I'm not like, you know, everything that I've been through, like made me who I am. So I don't, I appreciate everything that happened. Like I see the good in everything, but so that happened and like, just I feel like as a kid, like it's kind of it's kind of scary because like when you're a kid, everything should be like just good and butterflies and everything's great. But it's like I understood the concept of like one day you're here and one day you're not, and how precious like time really is because like anything could happen day to day. You never know. Like mm. that's why you have to live your day, like your, live your life, just the happiest you can be. You know because tomorrow's not guaranteed. Um. And then I lost, like, both of my grandmas and stuff like that. And, like, I remember seeing them. And it was just, like, you know, like, I know my friends. They still have their grandmas. And they're, like, you know, living well. And it was, like, I lost them very young, you know. Um, and then later on, whatever, my sister, she she was, like, she was the most talented person in the world. She, um, she drew. She wrote. Like, she was literally beautiful inside and out. And she struggled with, like depression and struggled with like fitting in and you know a lot of her situations and she was on Xanax and like a lot of people think Xanax is great and a lot of people think like oh it's prescribed by a doctor you know like take it it can't harm you no that shit is deadly like that shit fucks with you hard and you know so she was on that like kind of like numbing herself out whatever until one day she was like, I don't want to be on this. Like, I, I don't, what did I do to myself? Like, I just, I just want to get clean. She, um, she literally, like, signed herself to rehab and everything, like, on her own. She went and, um, 
so when when she went there basically she came out of detox and when she came out of detox she, when she came home like she didn't look like herself like she looked like sick and skinny and it just it just she just didn't look like herself and like we all like just looked at her and we felt so like like what happened you know like it was really hard and then she went back like because they send you I don't know and when she came back they gave her like 10 different like like a bag of pills like to like like even more than what she wanted with and uh, we were just like what the hell is this like trazodone this adone this that to stabilize this and that so and they gave her medication after she got off medication. yeah that's what they do to stabilize you that's why fuck big pharma i'm sorry but fuck yeah. big pharma like i really it's all money to them they don't care like they will get you hooked because guess what at the end of the day they're profiting off of you being addicted you know and people, oh yeah people think oh a doctor is saying it it's fine no it, it's not because if you understand the world money is at the root of everything you know yeah it's so, really what's really funny is all these extra medications if you have bad migraines i get that yeah but people are just hooked on advil as soon as they get the tiniest little headache yeah. oh it's my advil and you may have just let it just let it roll like you know what okay like fight through the pain a little bit it's a quick fix i feel like we live in a generation where everything it has to be a quick uh -huh. fix and it's like we don't know patience or like you know back think about thousands of years ago you used mother nature like you used herbs you used um you used your resources that you had now mm -hmm. everything is like so quick take a pill take this take that and you're walking around like zombies and like that's really like what is going on and like you know big pharma and all these they profit off of it so mm -hmm. you know that like got that that got us like what the fuck like she went in for this and she's on all of these different medications like to level this out and level this thing out and that and that and then you're looking back and you're like was this even a good idea like you know it's it's so scary um but yeah so then she came back she was good and i think my brother picked her up and so she came back for like a week or something and then she went back in and when they released her or something, she came back. My brother picked her up. And that's when, like, we found her the next day. Like, I heard my mom screaming, like, okay. And I know that scream was like, all right, like, she's not here anymore. Um, so I don't think I, like, I just want to, like, she didn't kill herself. Like, it, it was like an accident. Or I don't know, like. Maybe the medication that they gave her didn't, you know, work or something. But um, she came back and, like, she choked on her throat. She was, she was laying down. And, and when the Hatsala came, they said that she, it was, like, too late or whatever. But, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm getting emotional. It's OD. I'm sorry. It's all good. Do what you got to do. Yeah. I usually don't talk about it. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm crying right now. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty. If, if you want to keep this in, you know, oh like, it's pretty god. real, pretty real stuff. <sighs> uh, yeah. So, if you don't mind me asking, and I don't want to stop it, if you still have more to say, I just yeah. kind of wanted to know yeah. how all of this tied into yeah. to your spiritual journey, because obviously, this is something that really made you think. Yeah, it gave so, you a lot of life perspective. 
so I think I would have gone crazy like if like like if listen like losing like I was 18 she was 22 like or something like that. yeah 20 yeah she was 22 turning 23 um but like so when she passed away I found one of her writings and one of her writings was like she was saying how you know exactly what I'm saying like I know there's more to life and like I feel like I would have practiced like I wish I would have practiced Judaism more and knowing you know and she basically was writing something about Judaism and that she wishes and the real purpose is to like know more about it and all of these things and like I was already thinking this and then I picked up that paper and I'm like oh my god this is a confirmation like what are the odds of me saying this and I pick up this paper and it's exactly what I've been feeling and so from that moment on I think a rabbi gave me the book the garden of Amuna, and that book literally like saved me so much because it was you know it really talked about how everybody has a tikkun and everybody has their purpose and when they finish their purpose you know they move on and they go into shemaim or they go into heaven mm -hmm. and um you know that's when i started like really like understanding how like anything in this world is temporary at any moment a hurricane could come fuck up your house at any moment a loved one could be taken away at any moment something could happen that you're not in control of, you know? And... I just want to interject real quick. Yeah. Just hold your thought. That's pr precisely why I don't get how people aren't insanely motivated to go after the things that they want. Yeah. Because you could just die tomorrow. Yeah. Why would you not want to at least try your best? And I guess you can argue, well, if I die tomorrow, then what's the point of all of it? No, because you leave a legacy. You want something to I, last. I agree with you that I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. Yeah. It's just how could you not want to just become the the most incredible person you can? You know, and there's you can yeah. always say there's more and more and more. And, you know, yeah. there is moderation, of course. But to to a large degree to just, you know, I like the word ferociously go after what you want. I agree. And it's and especially after all you've told me, it's it just really solidifies that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like You have your thought though. I don't want you to lose lose, no, lose your point. No, it's fine. I de I definitely agree with that. Like um mm -hmm. uh I feel like that's one of my fears. One of my fears is like not living to my utmost potential. You know what I mean? Like not doing what I set out to do you know what I mean like I want to do I want to be the best person I, that I can be I want to be you know like I have that desire in me because I very much well know how temporary this world is so yeah it should be a push to everyone to be a better individual to be better at their job or their passion or like I totally agree with that for sure yeah yeah but um yeah, so that's kind of like, and then that's my journey and how I kind of um, became more spiritual. I started keeping Shabbat. I showed my parents, like, we got mezuzahs for everywhere. Like, we um, we started doing Kiddush. We do Kiddush every Friday. I mean, they don't, they use their phones and stuff, but we still have Kiddush and everything. Mm -hmm. So, um, and we have old kosher food. Like, before that, like, we weren't your father, eating. does your father have gabagool on the on the table? No, <laughs> no. he's only called hey, her like Ashley. 
<laughs> I don't mind eating the fucking challah, but we gotta have some gabagool on the nah, table too. Huh? He's, he, he's like, nah, my stomach, my stomach is gonna mess up. <laughs> nah, he, he, they know. They're like, I can't. They can't even believe that they used to eat non-kosher. Like they can't even believe it. You know? What do you mean they can't believe it? Like they can't believe it. They're like, they're I so can't. used to it already. Yeah, it's been everything years. in your house is kosher. Yeah, it's been like wow. it's been like five five or six years or no, it's been like okay, yeah, six years. Six years. Wow. And but what like? Oh, I'm 24. Wild. It was 18 when I was 18. So interesting. I've never had that at home. I I grew up eating kosher my whole life. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm kind of, if anything, like I've. I know. In the house, I keep in the house. I have it, um, and and meat. I eat kosher meat. Yeah. But with like dairy, I'm I don't I'm not as strict Listen, with but in the house. I'm I, not I, like. In the house, everything's kosher, but like when I go out, yeah, I'll mm. have like pizza that's not kosher and stuff like that. I'm not like so strict, but I won't have <laughs> what? <laughs> I won't have like pizza. I won't have like it mixed together, but like I'll I'm have. I'm gonna add one of those like brain things, you know, like those. Yeah. Those, like, like, psh, psh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I think it's just like coming to like a ha like a happy medium and like. You know, just trying to better yourself. Like, I feel like... I, now, I wouldn't say that I jumped into it too quick. Like, yeah, I did start keeping Shabbat and kosher, but it's not like I was wearing skirts and, like, you know, like, I wasn't... I was still me, you know? But mm -hmm. I did kind of fall out of it. Like, I kept it for, like, a good, I would say, two or three years. But mm -hmm. then none of my friends were keeping... my fam I know everybody probably uses this excuse, but, like, it was hard. It was hard because nobody kept around me and then it's like all right you know like i could go to you know someone's house for shabbat which i was doing and people always wanted me there and like i was always invited places but like it has to it, it's hard you know like and i one day i'll get there but yeah, yeah you have to really want it and for me it's like you don't really want it yeah you know no. it's it's a funny thing because i love being at a shabbat dinner i love being around tradition a Jewish environment and all that. But once it starts to get very, very religious, don't get me wrong, I respect it, I see beauty in it, but it's just not me at the, at the current moment. I don't know if it'll ever be me. So, as like, I don't know. For me, I don't know if I'll ever be there. There yeah. might be some things I take on. Yeah. I'm open to keeping Shabbat, but, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's I, crazy because what I would have thought that I would have wanted to keep Shabbat years ago and years ago, no. Like, I would have thought that. But the thing is about life, you never know, like, where life will take you. You could be like, oh, I'm never going to do this or I'm never going to do that. And, not, and that's when Hashem or God's like, all right, I'm going to test you right now. Or, like, we'll throw something in your lap. And it's like, you really never know. Like, You, so. think, you think God might be from Brooklyn, though? <laughs> Can you imagine if he's like, yo. <laughs> Shabbat, bro. It's in an hour. Come on. I'll be like, you're definitely my God. That's for sure. Right? <laughs> it would make sense. It would. He can't be from, he can't be from Florida because he'd be too relaxed. Yeah, no, no. You got to you know, get he's like... In, he's, he's right above the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. He's like, come on already, guys. Yeah, what are you doing? There's an hour. Shower. Make your food. Let's go. Sit down. Go to shul. Shower. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, oh I know he. I, I don't know if I should make these jokes, but all right. No, it's good. Show. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it at all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. So how did you get into this? How did you get into like doing podcasts? Like, what made you? Oh, that took a turn. I like that question. Yeah. The, I I was thinking of doing something like this 
I would probably say for the last year or so. Mm-hmm. And my roommate at the time, the uh, Yoni, the first episode I did, uh-huh. we were talking about it. And I was like, yeah, I really want to do this podcast. It's just something really very much up my alley. I can just see myself being good at it. I love to, I love to communicate. And I just naturally have... I can say I have the gift of gab because I do. I, I'm articulate and I know how to express myself and get what I, uh, get my words across. Right. So, I said, what better way to do that is if I have this this ability, why not? And especially because there's so much learning to to there's so much potential learning from from other people. So yeah. I said, yeah, I mean, you you learn, the guest learns, other people are learning. Every new guest they have on is teaching me something. Right. And there's just, I love it. I enjoy it. So I was talking to him about it, and he was like, yo, why don't you just get the equipment? Like, yeah. why don't you just start? You keep talking about doing it and this and that. Bro, why don't you just get the stuff? I'm yeah. like, you know what? Fuck it. So I, I, I went online. I ended up going to New York to visit my grandmother. And... While I was there, I went to B&H. You ever heard of B&H? Of course. That's where I got my camera. Yeah. So yeah. B&H, it's owned by Hasidic Jews. Is it? It's in Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Owned, by, it's owned by the Hasidim. I didn't know. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to B&H. Hello. Oh, my Ashley, God. Ashley, it's a, it's a pleasure to see What's you. What's the nice? Hello. Throw me down the stairs, the key. <laughs> throw me off the bridge, the baby. I can't. <laughs> and, uh, no, but I love them. There's no, it's all jokes. Yeah. Anyway, no, they're good people. Uh, so... So B&H is one of the most well-known electronic stores, if I'm not mistaken, probably in the world. Yeah. Definitely in the, in America. I mean, it's very famous. Yeah. There are celebrities that go there. Wow. I mean, they have taught. Yeah, they have the, the people who work there are not just random employees. They're 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 experts in what in what wow. they're responsible for in the store. Right. You know, depends on what they do, but the people who are designated to work with certain equipment. They know what, what they're, they're talking doing. about. And it's, it's very impressive. So I went in there and I walked around and I spoke to a bunch of people and asked. I literally sat down and had a meeting with one of these guys. Uh, and he told me what I should get. He asked me what my price range is. And um, I got all the equipment. I had it shipped to Florida. And here I am. And I got the equipment. And then I said to myself, and then I started making episodes but I was half-assing it. I was making the episodes. I was editing them. It was a long... Honestly, it's funny. Looking back at it, it's it's a whole blur, but it was a lot of work. A lot, a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It's not easy. A lot being of work. A, now I'm already more at a, at a stage where a lot of the difficult stuff is, is subconscious because I already know what I'm doing. I set up my podcast. It takes me two seconds. Right. I remember when I was first setting it up, I was like, how the fuck do I do this? Yeah. Because I'm not good with like electronics mm, yeah. or tech or anything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what the hell do I do? Now I have an SD card and I have an SD thing and I have my cameras and I put plug all the... You I have like a bunch, bunch of wires and plugging all the wires. And before, a couple of months ago, you would have no asked me, you would have asked me like, what do you do? I would have had no idea. Yeah. You know? And it's all about just giving doing enough it. of a shit to do it, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And now that it's done, I have a lot of other things to focus on. But it's just, it's a pleasure because I love it. Yeah. You know, and it's the same thing with real estate now because I'm new with that too. I love it. So I'm doing two things that are difficult, but, you but in the grand scheme of things, I think they're going to get a lot easier. And when they do, there's just, there's no limit to how, where it can go. And that's what I love. There's no, there's no ceiling to either of these things. 
I agree. Uh, so with the podcast, I mean, I, I really see it, you know, I believe in myself and I see it doing very well. I'm already getting, God willing, I'm having some, some pretty big guests on in the near future, hopefully. That's amazing. And it's just, uh, I, I really believe, I'm a strong believer in manifestation. And Me too. Willing things into existence. Me too. Uh, being persistent. I can go all day about this. But Me too, yeah. This well, is just something I feel. I, Abraham yeah. Hicks. You ever listen to Abraham Hicks? No. Sh she's all about manifestation <clears throat> and the power of the mind and like how basically like manifesting your dream life and just believing that you already have it. Like not saying, oh, I will get or I want. No, I have it now. And then believing like you actually have it right now. And... Um, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty powerful technique. And I feel like that's exactly what prayer is too. It's like praying like, this is what I want. This is, you know, that's to a large degree. Yeah. There's no question. Yeah. That's what, that's what it is really. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at something. What are you looking at? Um, because we're talking about manifestation. I'm looking at my Okay, mind. here we go. So, so. I was actually, so every morning at 8 o'clock from 8 to 8.30, I sit in, uh, I have a, there's a Zoom meeting with a, a guy that that's in the company. He's a team leader for a different office for mm -hmm. the same company. And he gives phenomenal half-hour meetings in the morning to get you psyched. And he reads from different books and motivates you. And That's teaches, amazing. I mean, all these different things. But he's such a well-spoken guy. He's so smart. And he, he, he just... My mornings, I, I, my mornings start with the gym. And they always... You know, I have my, my gym, breakfast. Take like a, like a quick shower. And I listen to, to his 8 to 8.30 meeting. And it just is, is a complete... The, it's unreal. And this is so someone cool. that you work... Like someone for your company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I don't. Amazing. I've never met him. I've I've never met him, but he's in a different. Like I can I can go meet him. I just yeah. haven't done it. But he was talking today about the two parts of the brain uh, the that part, yeah. are 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 responsible for fight or flight. And I, I he didn't say fight or flight specifically, but this is the implication. He mentioned the amygdala, which is a part of the brain that that tries to keep you safe. So this is where the comfort zone comes in. The brain's like, oh, no, that's dangerous. We don't want to do that. Yeah. And then the prefrontal cortex is like, hold on a second. There might be something over the horizon. Yeah. Like beyond the fear, you might want to do that. And then they're fighting each other. Yeah. And whichever part you feed more is the part that gets stronger. Yeah. Right? Wow, and it's yeah. just at the end of the day when it's all said and done, this is so, to say it's so much more powerful is just a, it's a stupid way to say it. It is, it is exponentially more yeah. powerful. It's just so much more powerful than anything else that 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 lives in you. Yeah. Your physical body is is completely connected to the brain, and what, you, what your brain, what you tell your brain, what your brain tells you, is what will happen. Yeah. And like I saw that, nothing proved that more to me than when I was in the army, and I saw the tiny little sticks. Uh, I'm talking about guys, like skinny guys. That would just go. They would just carry and go, and they would—they didn't quit. And sometimes you would see these big guys who were literally bitching the whole way through. And that, uh, and, and I'm telling you, and that's where you really understand the, the, the power mind. of the mind. Yeah, yeah. It's, the power of the mind is everything. Like you know, it, like oh, it's everything. 
it's crazy it's like you strengthen the minds and what you have no one can take what you have in your mind away from you mm-hmm. so and unless you let them you know what i'm saying but it's yeah. it's like and the whole fear thing it's like i say like everything you want is on the other side of fear literally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's it's crazy power of the mind is uh insane insane oh 100 percent a hundred percent. And then that you can tie this into the, the conversation we're going to have anyway, the yeah. COVID conversation. Oh, God, yeah. Because this is literally a prime example of people letting fear take over. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty bad. And that's kind of what they want because the people, they know what they're doing. These people, it's like, think about like Egyptian times, right? They, like when we were enslaved in Egypt, we were enslaved. Why? We were enslaved in the mind, just like how you're talking about the mind. When we were mm-hmm. when we were in Mitzrayim, we were literally enslaved yeah. in our minds, and that's the worst type of enslavement. And right now, in the phones, in the phones, in the media, in the news, and this, we're enslaved. We're enslaved. There's like people don't even realize how we're just so in the matrix with the phones and the media and the propaganda and the manipulation is like at an all time high. And like mm-hmm. back in the day, like. You didn't have it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't have... Okay, you had one station on the TV, if that. And you didn't have a phone. And you weren't... It it wasn't, like, this excessive. You know? And I feel like if we didn't have the media, like, there would be no... Like, no one would even know about this pandemic. They would just think it's, like... I just just thought of something. What? It's time for your own show called the Berardi Bulletin. Yeah? I (laughs) want... And what's that? You come, is, it, is it my finger? Is it because I talk with my hands? No, the Berardi Bulletin will be your version of the current events. Yeah. Tell them like it is. I want to Literally so having your weekly show. What up? What not up? A, I'm not, this isn't Shark Tank. I'm not going to ask for a percentage. <laughs> so I just got so freaking pissed because it's like I would get at least on my story like 700 views. I get yeah. like 80 views at that they like shadow banned my account and it's like fun like i'm laughing about it because like whatever but like it's not even funny like that's like like you don't know how many people i know like i was like all right you know like i knew it happened but when it happens to you you're like wow like i can't have the freedom to say what i want like this isn't china like i'm supposed to like i can't have and that's a scary thing like the fact that you can't speak differently than what the media is saying is kind of scary like that's how that's tired that's tyranny like i'm i'm not about that and um like yeah it's so it's so annoying it's like they could say whatever they want but the moment you want to say something you're shut down you're flagged your account is taken down like i know so many people whose accounts literally got shut down like they nuked their accounts because they were Mm -hmm. saying the truth like like they're so scared of the truth getting out that they're willing to take down your account. And I wonder if that'll happen to me on my YouTube channel. No, because you don't go into like, you're not, no, because you're not like, you're not political or you're not talking about COVID really. Like it's, it's very like. Yeah, I'll do it, but I'm not going to, I mean, yeah. I, I ch- Like this is fine. I will like, say, I will say very, very transparent things. Yeah, exactly. I just did an episode number 14. We talked about. Uh, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, yeah, and that's something very controversial. I don't definitely. I didn't say anything that would I would get banned for. I yeah, but I didn't say anything to get banned for either, though. Like I really didn't. I wasn't spreading hate. I wasn't spreading anything like bad. I was just like I just let's say if I post something about the governor, like I don't even know. Like it's like, look, I can even go on my Instagram. Like 
just I don't know just like regular things they just banned my account like it's crazy like like this right if I post something like this about Belgian police will knock on doors at Christmas to enforce coronavirus um, rules there they don't want that being spread or something like that but that's what's going on you know like why you know I don't know it gets me so annoyed like it really does it's like why why is it okay that on Netflix you have 11 year old girls twerking for old men and that's not banned that's okay but when I want to speak about the root of the people who are condoning pedophilia banned shut down it's like it's sick it's so sick it's crazy I remember you told me about this it's absolutely insane it's nuts the problem is I, I want to see this because I want to see that but it's, it's real. But it's disgusting. But at the same time, I don't want to see it because it, for obvious fucking reasons. They're normalizing So I just decided I'm not going to see it. Uh, I, there's absolutely no need. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty sick. It's pretty, it's pretty sick and twisted. I cannot believe that's actually on, on Netflix. I can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. And Governor Cuomo, like, honestly, if I could just, like, say a big fuck you to him i really would like, yeah you and everybody else i really hate him like he enforced 10 o'clock 10 o'clock mm-hmm. curfew now and they're talking about it's another- still in effect yeah so we don't really have we don't have curfews anymore here we do yeah no you guys are forget it we're in like you communist just- town over here <laughs> yeah I-, I wonder how many people i wonder what the status of how many people are leaving every day a lot i can google it let's google a lot i Google like ah, uh, who owns Google? Hmm. 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 How many people? How many peoples are? Where's my phone? Let's see. Hmm. Why are these so... These are such old... There's nothing recent. Where's the recent... January 2020. What's the deal here? New Jersey, New York. This is from September 2020. I have another one. How many people have left... How many people have left the tri-state? A lot. Even in Manhattan. So many people left, and now if they're gonna put us in a, another lockdown, like I can't. Like that is just if people, if people really believe that the government is like cares about the general public with this whole COVID shit, they're really like they really need oh, to. Oh, it's the dumbest thing. To they really they need to check themselves because yeah. <laughs> it, it's it, like they're like, oh, you know, to stop the spread. Okay, so then. You're going to be broke. You're going to be dependent on the government. And when socialism kicks in and you're forced to have socialism or be in a communist country, you're not going to be so happy about it. And that's literally what's going on. They want you to be dependent on the government. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's, that seems like well, that's where we're, we're headed. And I'm, I'm definitely not allowing that to... I mean, I'm, I can't... I'm not a government official, but uh, unless they take my... Guns, but that's what they I mean, want. Really, that's what the left a, wants. I know they're trying to do that. They're trying have, to. It shows 246,000. I don't know if those numbers are accurate. They're probably much higher by now. I'm sure yeah. it's several hundred thousand. I'm sure yeah. there's there's probably a couple of thousand leaving every day. Yes. At least a couple of hundred. So many. You don't day. understand. Even in Mill Basin, like 
so many homes are for sale. So many people are moving out. Really? Yeah, so many, so many houses for sale. Everybody's moving. Like a lot of people in the beginning of COVID, they fled to Israel. Like a lot of Israeli people, they fled to Israel. They went to Miami. Now a lot of people are really, in Miami. Really, back to Israel. Interesting. How come? And now Israel, but now Israel's bad too. Like it's like, where do you even go? Like I mean, I guess Florida is better right now. But it's just, you know what? It's not about jumping from place to place. People panic and they're like, "We have to just go there. We have yeah. to go there." It's like, no, just New York. I understand if you want to leave, or if you yeah. don't, if you want, if you don't leave New York, at least go to the suburbs, Long Island, That's Staten Island, you know, further go. out, whatever it is. Yeah. But but just to like run to different countries and things like that. Well, COVID's going to be over eventually. The economies are going to eventually things are going to go back. Uh, not normal. They're, it's going to it's going to change. Things are things are never going to go back to the way they were. They're going to go never. in a different direction. Yeah. But you either adapt or you bitch and moan and you and you screw yourself. So I mean, we're on this planet. We're living here. I mean, yeah. Elon Musk hasn't pr- provided a, a, an opportunity to go to Mars. And quite frankly, I don't want to go to Mars anyway. Yeah. So. You, you dealt, deal with the hands you dealt. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and complain about it. It is what it is. Yeah, I guess. But it's like, I feel like you also, like, any person that brought about change is like, they had to, like, Martin Luther King, like, there was segregation going on or, you know, for people to have, like, equal rights. And, like, he dedicated his life to do that. And I find that amazing. Like, people that, you know, want to make a change, like, they go for it and they do it. You know what I mean? Like... And mm-hmm. that's something with what's going on, with the way the world is changing right now. Someone mm-hmm. needs to speak out because it's not it's not normal. Like, I'm telling you, like, it's kind of scary, like, how they're talking about the vaccines and the mandated vaccines, and <clears throat> and that's not normal. Like, you should have a choice. How do you mandate a vaccine, though? I mean, how if you want to fly. Do but the same thing with the mask. Like, you would never think, okay, mm-hmm. I would have to be forced to wear a mask, or they would take away my... But it's going on right now. Like, people don't realize. They're like, oh, no, it can't happen. But it's happening. People's free speech is being taken away. They don't even let the the president of the United States speak without censoring him. So if they're censoring the president of the United States, you should be scared, whether you like him or not. That's scary. That's scary that that's a thing. You know, and if people don't say something, if people don't speak up and they're just like, you know, just go with the times, like, oh, be okay. That's how bad things happen. Like, there has to be the put the power back in the people's hands but people just think oh it's whatever there's nothing i could do but that's not true change You're can right. start with one person so what do you think that that has to be i have to do something i have to keep speaking out and i think it comes from like knowing doing your research not believing the media um doing your legitimate research and speaking up doing something i don't know get into counsel you know what's difficult though what's difficult is knowing what the hell the truth is at this point it's I, like yeah i'm kind too of red-pilled. Act- i'm too red-pilled at this point like to the point right. where it's like i see like it's like you know like those rabbis those i'm not comparing myself to a rabbi at all but like you know how they say like those kabbalistic rabbis that know so much like they can look at you and like read you mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. when you know and then they could go crazy like when you really do know a so much it kind of can drive you crazy a little bit because you're like wow i'm really living in the world of lies like everything that i was told is a lie like your world which that's why a lot of people don't they would rather just like comply or rather like not do their research or just be like oh you know it's easier to think like wow the government really cares for us like there's no way they could have let covid come out because or else you're gonna be like what the fuck you know like it Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. would fuck you up but 
in the Torah, it does say we live in the world of lies, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with, I really agree with what you're saying. And I, for me, I can say I'm, I'm kind of passive about it because yeah. I'm just so focused on myself. Yeah. But I, I, I do believe strongly that if things got very out of hand, I would try to be proactive where if the government started to really try to take it. And it's not that, to say that they aren't already, but if they... If, if it, you really felt really, it, like, yeah, I know you If you really started to feel restriction, I, you like, I feel you would. like they were shutting down the internet for like half the week. Yeah. And they were saying, you can only leave your house from three to five and you have to, and they literally make sure you have a vaccine or they hold you down. The cops come to your house and like force it down your throat. But stuff like that happens and it does happen in countries. Yeah. Once that kind of stuff happens, once you really, you know, th there's a strong police presence and militaries coming in and yada yada. And it was in Cali, but that's different. There were riots. That I agree yeah. with. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Bring in the National Guard. If you want to be a fucking idiot and loot stores and do all that, by all means, uh, that's my thought process. But, uh, if, you know, if, if, if people are peaceful and they're bringing in strong military or police presence, that's a bad sign. Yeah. Uh, if they start to try to ban guns, if Biden gets elected, and you know, if he is actually, if none of that, you know, at all ends up where Alex, yeah, whatever, whatever happens, yeah. if he ends up becoming president, um, and he pushes for uh, that's a red flag, a ban on guns and all that it's stuff. A red yeah, flag. we're fucked because, I mean, it's not gonna. It's people are not gonna go down without a fight, though. Yeah. Strong, strong conservatives. Yeah. Listen, I'm not willing to go to prison for it. But ultimately, ultimately, there are people who, who are. There are, there are millions of Americans yeah, it was, who it are was, not going to give up their guns. Yeah. They are not doing it. Like, I don't want to do it. It was put I, into effect because of the government was corrupt and they fought back. This, like, mm -hmm. that's literally, we fought against the British because they were taxing us high and it was whatever. And that's why we have the Second Amendment. People forget this. Like, mm -hmm why it's so important because if the government does decide to be you know do whatever they want you could fight back but now if you don't yep. have that gun what are you gonna do ultimately most the large majority of military veterans are conservative yeah so if there was a civil war Did i don't care whether you're conservative or democrat <laughs> Democrats have no chance in, in, a, in, a, in an actual physical yeah. i hope it obviously doesn't happen yeah if it were to happen we all know conservatives conservatives would i mean annihilate liberals yeah. in, in, you know i mean there's no debate so uh as far as that becoming a thing as far as a democratic elect trying to enforce you know military and all that i don't think it would happen so easily the, because the thing I, is though they already been talking about it like i don't know if you watch like there's they've like been talking that the, they've Same. been talking, but yeah, like the world health, the, the economic forum, like the UN, the United Nations, they have, they get together yearly and they talk about in 2030, they want to like build back better. Like that's their, their motto. And mm -hmm. it's like the new world order, the great reset, they call it. And what does that mean? That means that they're going to vaccinate. They're going to, you know, have the 5G towers, basically, so where you're going to be surveillanced everywhere. And we're already surveillance. We don't even know it. But our, these phones and the TV the and the computers, it's surveillance. So it's, like, not far-fetched. Like, all of these things, people are like, oh, if that... But it's, like, in the works right now. And COVID 
they're milking it in order to do it and, and follow through mm -hmm. with their mm -hmm. great reset. Mm -hmm. Because when you put people in a fear state and you lower their vibration, they're gonna be like, okay, whatever you give me government, it's fine. They would never be able to make a lockdown happen if it wasn't for COVID. And right. now if we're going in a second lockdown again, that's complete fucking bullshit. I'm sorry. It's bullshit. They're already talking about another lockdown in December. That's going to destroy people's livelihoods. Like, I mean, New really, York, to be perfectly honest, I don't think Floridians are, are going to do that. No, I don't think the, 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 the Florida government is going to allow that to happen. Really? I think That's they're good. done. Yeah, I, I mean, if they have to, if the, you know, if the president, whatever it is, if they're, they're not going to do it like New York. But the president doesn't it's want already, another lockdown. He doesn't I'm want saying it. It's already free. It's already, you can go out in Miami to, I mean, the, the clubs are open, the bars are open. Really? Yeah, yeah, they're open. So yeah, I don't even know what that's like right now. I know nobody does in New York. It's so yeah, they're great. open. You're you're good. Like you can go out and have a grand time. Things are open like, now. Like you don't you're feel good. it over there. I mean, you, you see people with masks in stores, but th that proves the bullshit. You can go right now on a Saturday night to a club. That's what I'm saying. And, and some people are wearing masks. Some people aren't. There's no enforcement of it. The funny thing is when you're in front of the place, when you're in front of it, you, have to wear you don't it. have to. No, you, they don't make you wear it. But like there's this sense of like, ooh, masks. Yeah. As soon as everyone goes in and Take they're literally touching each other, oh, we don't need it anymore. That's how Once you we're know. in the club, it doesn't affect us anymore. Like what you said the other day yeah. with, with, with restaurants. In the front of the restaurant, you got to wear your yes. mask. But when you're sitting down, uh, the, 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 the pandemic doesn't get you anymore. Yeah, literally. It's like so I, I look stupid. at the mask as like the last bit of um, free speech or like it, it's almost like a form of like, like control. Like I say jump. No, they tell you to jump and I say how high. You know, like it's almost mm -hmm. like. You just do what the government tells you to, like a mask. Like, think about it. With a mask mm -hmm. on, you can't, like, see people's facial expressions. And it's not, like, an interactive. And you're, like, scared to come near people. You're like, oh, my God, they may have the plague. Like, it's sick. Like, it's sick to live in a world like that. It's so funny, though. From the start of this whole thing, the start of this whole thing, I never... I don't want to say I didn't take it seriously because I was respectful. 100%. And I didn't know how dangerous it was. And I didn't want to be ignorant. So I did wear a mask, and I, I was very careful around older people. Yeah, you know, because I it, because it is it definitely is something. It is something, nothing. yes. But so so but but then with for myself, I was like, I'm not doing this thing. I'm not gonna start bugging out and losing my mind. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna work through it. I'm gonna do it I, from the get go. There was mm. never a point where I was like, <gasps> I you know I had a friend that was stocking up on guns and he got a whole thing and yada yada. And I was like, uh, <laughs> Ashley, it's been a pleasure, great episode. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope you did too. Me too, I did. Okay, the biggest lesson I got from this is you have if you have to go, go. Yeah, you gotta pay. <laughs> That's uh, the biggest <laughs> lesson you got. Not COVID and spirituality and religion and all that. If you gotta go, you gotta go. So, yep. With that being said, thank you so much for coming and, and doing an episode. This has been another episode of Soothing Semantics. Tune in every Monday and make sure to check out. Ashley, um, would you want people to look at your Instagram? And see yeah, for sure. Yeah. So how, what, what is your Instagram? I, know, um, I, I have you on it, but I forget. My Instagram is Ashley Brook with two E's XO. Okay. I mean, maybe okay. you could tag it or something. Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah. I'll do it on, the, on, on YouTube and, and yeah. the audio platforms. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, guys, stay tuned for the next episode. It has been real. Until next time. See you.